You're listening to Rock Our Whim, hosted by me, Danny Faye. There we go. Okay, so if you just want to introduce yourself so people know the voice. Yeah, who is the voice? Yeah, so uh, I am Neil Murdoch. I'm from the band Blue Nation, and I am the singer and guitarist uh, of said band. I'm alone from today. <laughs> and the others are out having way more fun than us. Oh, well, yeah, as usual, right? Bass players and drummers, aren't they? You know, they're always having more fun than the lead singer. That's what I find. I thought, I'll be a lead singer, it'll be really fun. And then the drummers and bass players have way more fun. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm stuck at home too. <laughs> well, yeah, true, very true. Yeah, unfortunately, you've got to talk to me. So, yeah. <laughs> I'll try and be interesting. I will try. That's absolutely fine. Um, so how did you meet the other two? Uh, well, Ollie, the drummer, he was actually in the band when he was 16. And then he, uh, he, he, I didn't want him to leave, but he moved to Thailand. So it's a bit hard to get to that studio and do stuff because he, he met a, a good lady out there who turned into a not so good lady um, <laughs> and then came back. Yeah. And then uh, Luke. I met just through a mutual friend. I actually, uh, well, I knew of Luke uh, when we played together actually on the same bill. And I remember seeing him thinking, oh my God, he'd be amazing. He's a class bass player. Um, so we're kind of just like in circles and stuff like that. So we just, just knew of each other. And it's very boring. I'd love to say it was like prison or something like that, but it really <laughs> wasn't that interesting, I'm afraid. We just knew of each other. So yeah. <laughs> so when did um, Blue Nation become a group? Uh, Ollie's just only recently rejoined so Ollie's been in probably about 4 or 5 months me and Luke have been together about 4 years I've been in loads of bands since I was like 15, 16 um, so it's kind of just amalgamated you know it's like you burn through members left, right and centre until you find the, the right the right two yeah, um, the right fit the, the right fit, yeah, yeah but no, it's I say Luke Luke's been, I think maybe 5 years now and Ollie, I say I didn't want Ollie to leave in the first place but we went to Thailand so yeah, it's good. It's good. It's come full circle, which is nice. Yeah, always good. At least you got him back. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, he actually, he's, um, he's the drummer in a band called Saving Grace, who is, it's Robert Plant and Susie Deanne of Saving Grace, and it's that Robert Plant. It's yeah. the Robert Plant. So when, when I said, look, can you rejoin Blue Nation? We're looking for a drummer. He was like, yeah, yeah, of course. I, said, I don't want to mess about with what you, you know, your other band, because they're a bit big. They're a, they're yeah. a bit, you know, <laughs> Like yeah, 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 no, they're really cool. If you've not if you've not caught them, go check them out. There, it's a musical education. Go and watch them. It's mad. It's no, yeah, I've heard of them. So <laughs> yeah, go check them out. Yeah, they're re- they're really really good. Yeah, really different. Not what you expect at all. And it, it's bizarre because you obviously you're watching Robert Plant and then you're like, oh, that's Robert Plant. And then he'll <laughs> he'll be singing and sit, which is a bit weird for me. But then he's singing. And then you'll just see a little glimpse of the Led Zepp days come through and you're like, yeah. oh, <laughs> it's like, so it's pretty cool. But yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, go, go check them out, definitely. Um, so obviously you've just finished playing Breaking Bands Festival. Yeah, first time. Yeah, uh, it was, it was crazy, to be honest, because it was, we were booked obviously in, I think it was 2019, but obviously with COVID and everything, or 2020, yeah. it got moved and moved like every other festival that's going on at the minute, obviously we kind of smashing it through but I have to say um, one of the nicest vibes one of the nicest set of people that were there all the media people were great uh, the organisers the stage crew the the fans and stuff they were just so welcoming 
because obviously we're not we're not the heaviest of bands yeah. <laughs> but you know we they really accepted us you know and and they were digging it which is cool so it was but it was lovely quite a mix there isn't there Mm. Yeah, it was it was really good. So obviously we're friends with Amongst Liars, um, and we know a couple of other bands that were there as well. But people just came up to us and just said we just really dig what you. Did. One guy came up. His name was Tiago. He came up and said, uh, "I was looking for my my new heavy metal band, and I found you guys." I said, "Yeah, we're not heavy metal, uh, but you know we, we we fill a space, you know." So it was yeah, but it was it was really cool, really really cool, lovely lovely people. Yeah, definitely got it. I couldn't make it, but hey ho. Yeah, no, it was good. Sunny on the Friday and then rainy on the Sunday, but it was yeah, it was it was good. So hopefully next year, if we get invited back, hopefully we'll see you there next year. Yeah, yeah. Well, as it was raining, you know, classic bank holiday festival, isn't it? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's got a rain in an England festival. It just has to. Oh God, yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't think I haven't been to any festival we haven't played. And it's just absolutely tipped it down at some point. But it was um, it was good. It was good. Everyone was on top form. Real top form was cool. Um, and I've seen you've got a few more festival slots and gigs coming up. Yeah, it's the it's so odd because it's like the we we won the um, introducing stage on the Great Rock and Blues Festival in Skegness, which was a complete surprise to us. And it's just gone a bit nuts. Um, so yeah, in a really nice way. But yeah, so we're we're supporting Doctor Feelgood uh, in Grimsby. We're playing the musician in Leicester. Uh, we've got our EP launch at the O2. Um, there's loads of stuff going on which I'm not even allowed to say about yet because I'm sworn to secrecy uh, for next year and this year as well. But there's there's stuff coming up and it's just we can't kind of keep up with it, which is a really privileged and good place to be, to be honest. But yeah, it's. It's good. It's nice. After the last two years of COVID rubbish, you yeah, know, it's, nice be, it's so nice to be out and playing gigs and stuff like that. Because um, I didn't think it was going to end, but it's it's nice. I mean, we're still we're still seeing there's a nervousness around audience members, which I think every promoter and every festival is kind of feeling and seeing at the moment. So if they sell like a thousand tickets, they have about a twenty five percent dropout rate apparently. Even yeah. people who bought tickets, so it's which I totally get. I totally get, but it's um, yeah, it's nice. It's it's nice to see humans again on the <laughs> live deck, <laughs> and some non-humans, right? You know. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was two. <laughs> to see who's there. Yeah. Uh, so, what one are you most looking forward to? Oh, the Doctor Feelgood one will be amazing. We've never played Grimsby before. Um, that we play well. We're doing the main stage at the Rock and Blues Festival in Skegness in January, but probably the EP launch because it's our hometown. Uh, it will be our biggest date, our own gig to date. Um, so it's at the O2. It's gonna, you know, we we're trying to obviously get as many people as we can there. It just the people that follow us just blow our mind because they come from everywhere. You know, you'd, you'd think they would fill it with just a load of brummies, but. Yeah, we've got this like Chester, Wales, Scotland, Leeds, Cornwall. It's it's mind blowing. It really is that people spend that much, especially what's going on, that much money, you know, on on seeing little old us. I talk a lot, so just tell me to shut up if I keep talking. You know, it's just like just you will need to interrupt and just be like, right, cut it now. You shut up. Absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, with the Skegness one, is that actually at the Butlins? Yeah, it right. Is. So, yeah, it is. It is right. And Luke went there as a kid 
on holiday, right? So he, he flashed back completely. He was telling me, you know, I kissed a girl over there, I had a fight over there when he was about nine or something. I was like, oh my God. Um, I think it was the fight at nine. He didn't kiss the girl at nine. And then we were, we kind of walked in. So I always the stage thinking, you know, introducing stage will be a bit smaller. And it's like literally in the middle and it's massive, like under the big tenty thing. And we were like, oh, well, we're first on. Yeah, we're only doing it acoustics that the previous drummer couldn't make it. So we thought, oh, we'll, we'll be fine. And like 3,000 people were there. And we were like, oh, my God, this is nerve-wracking. <laughs> and then they said, they were like, so we played acoustic, rock and blues first acoustic. And, um, yeah, we won it. It was it was mad. It was crazy. And then people would talk to us. And I think if you if you come to one of our gigs, which you should do, come to the EP launch. Come to the EP launch. Um, we, um, we talk a lot. You know, we try not to be like standing on stage with sunglasses and leather coats on and being that band because um, yeah. there's quite a few of them. I think that's cool if that's what you want to do. But that's, yeah, we just talk and we just, you know, we we get people to have a good night out really. But yeah, I can't even remember what the question was. See, I told you, I just ramble on. I just go, go down a tangent and then I have no idea how to get back. The I'm question sorry. was just about whether it was actually at Butlins or not. Oh, see, I see. Oh, God. See, <laughs> it's I'm so crazy because I think every person in the UK has been to one of the Butlins as a child at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the Skegness, well, you know, uh, my other half's um, grand lived in Skegness, but I'd never been to the Butlins. But I think I did the Minehead one, I think. I think it was oh, the Minehead one. I, I think I did. Bog- I know there's one in Bognor Regis. Bognor, I did. Bognor as well. Bognor Regis, yeah. I did Bognor Regis as well. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, wow. Yeah, it's just not the place you think of holding gigs. <laughs> no, it's really not. But you know what? It really works because. There's a captive audience because they've all got chalets and stuff there. There's loads of bars. There's loads of places to eat. The venue and stuff is amazing. We had a look in the... Well, we went to go see Dr. Feelgood as well, so we saw them. I can't remember the other band we saw as well, but we saw someone else in the main room, and it was massive. It might be a Scorpion or something like that. Um, and it was massive. And we were like, oh, my God. And the promoter was saying, like, this will be rammed next year. And we're like, okay, don't tell us that yet. Yeah, we'll just we'll build up to that. It'll be fine. Um, but yeah, you just don't expect it. You're, you're playing next to arcade machines and like plot <laughs> machines. It's like, what? <laughs> so it's cool though. It's different. Yeah. Oh, right. Um, so do you have any like weird pre gig on the road rituals that you have to do? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, definitely. Um, we all have diff- slightly different. So we're, we're pretty normal right up until we're supposed to go on stage. Um, Luke can't sit, sit, sit still, so he'll just be wandering around everywhere. Ollie will normally be warming up, which is pretty normal, but I have to put my left shoe, left shoe, left foot on stage first. Yeah, that'd be weird to just put a shoe on stage. <laughs> um, I have a, yeah, so my left foot has to hit the stage first. Um, and I think that came from, I had a bad gig when I put my right, it's complete rubbish, right? But in my head, I yeah. think I have a bad gig if my left foot goes on first. Um, uh, yeah, and I have to, there's this, it looks like a little baby sippy cup, but it's not, it's this steamer thing. And even if my voice is absolutely fine, I'll still steam my throat and stuff like that. So yeah, probably the left foot thing's probably the weird one. I don't think even the lads know that. I'm pretty sure they don't. I've never told anyone that. There you go. There's an exclusive. You watch everyone. <laughs> gonna be like, <laughs> yeah, when I go on stage, you're going to be like, left foot. <laughs> like... Uh, so talking about your EP, because obviously you mentioned mm. launch, um, where can people get tickets and stuff like that? 
Yeah, sure. So our um, big cartel sites, our merchandise site, or if you head to our website, uh, um you'll see posts and stuff there. It's 10 quid a ticket. We've tried to keep the ticket prices down um, just because, you know, it's hard for everyone at the moment. But yeah, the merch site, um, there are actual tickets as well. So, you know, because I think people are, st- I'm, I don't like QR codes to get into venues and stuff no. like that. It feel like a gig for me. Yeah. I like to have a ticket, you know, and stuff like that. So we we were like to the promoter, like, no, we must have tickets. And like, yeah, no one has no, tickets. I went to see there. went to see White Snake recently, and it was all QR codes, and it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Why well, you want to keep the ticket? I, yeah. I, I I kept all my tickets, you know, and I've still got tickets and stuff like that. So it's like, like I, we've we've stuck some in frames and stuff. Where we've gigs we've been to, it's a nice little memory. And you think, and then when you look at that frame, you're like, oh my god, that was like that many years ago. That felt like yesterday. But yeah, with the QR code, you can't really look at a QR code and go, no, oh, that was a great gig. That was. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> so it doesn't really work. It doesn't have the same emotion, really, does it? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> bring back the tickets, proper yeah. tickets. Yeah, like hashtag bring back tickets, that's what I'm going to say. Well, to be fair, even fans say to us, I'm so glad you're doing tickets because they like it as well. Yeah. You know, they, they like to, to have those tickets. Like, like, like everyone does, to be fair. So, yeah. Well, it's my, um, my dad kept a few from his childhood and they went like, when they were like £5 or like £2 a ticket and you're like thinking, that's what you want? <laughs> you want to be able to oh, like, you know what? That's, that's when it's depressing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, do you know what? I... I bought some tickets for me. I won't say the band, but um, I bought some tickets and they were 75 quid each. And I was just like, that's a lot of money for this band. I know it's like a stadium tour. I know they have a lot of costs. I know that stuff, but you've got 30, 40,000 people and that's not even cheap. I mean, I saw McCartney about nine years ago, eight, nine years ago for 120 quid. And I thought, he's a Beatle. I'll accept that. He's he's right. (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of accepting that because you know every song is going to be an absolute banger if you're a Beatles fan. If you're not a Beatles fan, that is a lot of waste of money. Um, but you know, and you, you see like other artists who just we, we try and keep them down as much as possible and post post and packaging and all that kind of stuff as well. We we saw one the other day where they charged a uh, processing fee. This was no ticket. This was like a, a QR code, a processing fee, a booking fee, and a handling fee. And I'm like. How do you charge a handling fee for a QR code? Who's handling that QR code, right? So, we, so we, we're really conscious about it, to be fair, because um, everyone's had it rough, and it's, you know, Christ alive. You don't want to be spending a load of money on gig tickets. You know, you want to go experience music. So we, we, we do keep a, try and keep a lid on it if we can, to be fair. That's always good. Go. I've, I've done my speech now. I've done my, yeah, hashtag bring back tickets. Yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously you like physical tickets, which is always yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> what about physical copies of music? So will you be doing, yeah. will you be doing your yeah. EP physically? Yeah. So this was, so the EP will definitely be on CD. We wanted to put it on vinyl as well, but there's a humongous backlog on vinyl. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're not going to get it for like another year. So we may do a vinyl release next year. Um, but what we kind of, what I didn't want to do, um, cause I hate getting to that fact, you know, you, yes, you spend all that money recording. Yes. You spend all that money kind of promoting and stuff like that, but then you release one song and you go, well, what do we charge for this one song? And we're like, well, why don't we release the singles, 
digitally so people can listen to it stream it and if they want they can buy it off the download sites for whatever it's set rather than get one cd and stuff and i know people are like i want it on cd i want it on cd i said no no let's we want to give you the the option to stream it you know because you can stream Spotify and all that for free um and what we'll do with the ep we'll put the ep on cd so you've got four solid tracks on the cd there's some artwork and stuff like that and like so i think we're going to sell it for like a fiver um because we're like right kind of makes sense cover the cost of the cd case and all that stuff so it was kind of like a we were in two minds whether to do it or not but we thought right now let's do it this way but yeah i love physical stuff vinyl anything yeah. like that I, I mean i still buy it right you know i, I still buy vinyls the one i buy well thank you it's come back hugely hasn't it it's really been coming back i never understood it uh vinyl and i didn't have vinyl until we put our last album the caftan society on vinyl and i heard the difference between a cd streaming and a vinyl and you know i i mean you can get really geeky about it but it is warmer. It is more of a rounder sound and stuff like that. You don't really have to have good speakers or a good vinyl deck to hear that. And it's just, it's nice to have a product to hold and to show and, and stuff. And people dig it. We have the last albums on vinyl and they really like it because they, you know, we get it signed and stuff and it's yeah. it's there. It's physical. It's just a pain to carry around if you're at a festival. But I'm like, well, that's your fault, not mine. Should have bought it at the end of the festival. Well, you know, they sell tote bags that are big enough to fit vinyls <laughs> in nice and neatly. So... Dude, see, look, see, you're far better at this marketing branding like with me. We're like that. Nah, just carry it, it's fine. <laughs> no, no, it's like yeah, vinyl, physical. so Yeah, physical all the way, all the way for me. Yeah. Uh, so that will be available at well at the actual launch show. It will. So it'll be available at the launch show. Um we're gonna be running some competitions and stuff as well. Um for some other kind of one off merch items as well. For if you buy a ticket you get entered into the drawer and stuff like that. Uh, one of them's cool, really cool. I can't say anything about it, but it's a it's a cool gift. We've done that before where we've had like white labels of the vinyl stuff and given those away and they seem to go down really well. But yeah, definitely at the EP there'll be uh, EP launch will be CDs of the uh, the whole EP as well as other stuff as we kept what i say because i just let it slip sorry <laughs> yes, it's absolutely fine don't let it slip yeah don't no no i'll get in trouble uh, um, so is the new single come back home going to be on the ep it is yeah so it will be uh i feel low which was released in april come back home which is a couple of weeks old which has gone down really well we kind of when we started going through the ep we were like okay what's the audience you know you, you know the yeah. audience and stuff like is the main important thing and i feel low took off like an absolute rocket and we we're like oh this is just like the get people interested song you know they shouldn't be taking this much interest but they um yeah everyone loved it and then come back home's gone even bigger so we're hoping the next one which is echoes uh, which is the title track of the ep is going to go to the next stage as well so um but yeah yeah it's it's gone down a storm it's, it's great yeah i'm so quite you, happy at the moment can you yeah. tell <laughs> it's just like, yeah. the order of songs on an ep or like an album is um this is where streaming really messes it up because you can just hit shuffle oh yeah do you think it's very important like the order that uh, yeah in? i think well adele got the was it adele got the was it the random or the button removed yeah she got her removed on her album yeah i think you should do that for all of them because i you know, if you listen to any album, 
the artist, whatever genre they're on, has thought about what order that should be in, and it does tell a story. And the same with us as well with this EP. We have we spent hours thinking, okay, what's first, what's second, what's what do we what do we call the EP? What does the artwork look like? How does it going to sound? You know, where where do we want to move? You know, so and, and every artist does this. So I think it should be taken off. And I, I'm a bigger culprit as anyone on it, right? You know, and skipping and stuff like that. You know, if I've heard the verse chorus and so I'm like, yeah, next. I'm like, no, stop. Another thing for vinyl, can't skip. No. <laughs> right. So you, so you hear it, right? I was listening to, I've done this test before. Stick on your favorite art, your favorite album on your, whatever device you listen to it on, which digitally and see how long you last before you get to your favorite song. Do it with CD, see how long you last. Do it with vinyl, you'll listen to the whole album. Yeah. And it's a far better experience. You know, I did it with um, Ziggy Stardust and, Stardust and Spiders from Mars, you know, Moon Age Daydream, John Amoni Dancing. It is incredible. You appreciate it far more by listening to all of it than going, oh, I'm just going to stick on Moon Age Daydream because I've just watched Guardians of the Galaxy, right? You know, it's like stupid stuff like that, but it's... Um, no, yeah, I'll yeah, because um, one of our local record stores actually does um, vinyl listening nights amazing and you go along and you're in the vibe with everybody and you're all just sitting there and they tell you like the background of the story like the stories oh, of the song gosh. and then you just listen to the album track by track oh god that's amazing does anyone get like daggers if they start talking no like, one uh, the ones i've been to no one has spoken everyone's just listening. that's a great idea i love that <laughs> oh man yeah that's cool yeah it should be music should be an experience it's you know it's what artists first we go through we try and put it in a cadence of what it should sound like in our heads but you know but yeah but yeah get rid of this hashtag get rid of the skip button there's gonna be a lot of hashtags from this isn't there yeah. <laughs> oh, <that's good. laughs> yeah hashtag you bring back the ticket hashtag get rid of the skip button because yeah, I'm one of those weirdos that will, um, first time I hear an album, I literally press play from the beginning, yeah. play through, whilst I'm reading all the, uh, like, where it was recorded. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's that engineer. You can learn so much from that, though. You can, learn, like, the, the sleeve notes and stuff. I find, mm. yeah, if you, you read, you know, all the stuff about it and where it was recorded and stuff like that. I'm I'm geeky from the even mic placement and stuff like that. So you know those like rig rundowns that are on yeah. YouTube as well. I love them. I could geek out forever on them because then you think, well, obviously I need that pedal now because that person's got it. You know, and it's like <laughs> it's not really the same because they play totally different to me. But yeah, that kind of stuff. We just we did one and. It gets loads of views on YouTube still, so there must be more geeks like me out there just wanting to know what people play and how they play it. But yeah, I'm 100%. Where is it recorded? And also when they record songs in different studios. Yeah. That really intrigues, intrigues me. Yeah, when they go out around the world, I'm like, well, how did you do it? Did you take the tapes with you? Did you, you know, what? how did that work? You know, it was like, but yeah. I yeah, like it's that. recorded here, but then you've mastered it over there. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, you've done the vocals. Six months later in New York, but you actually recorded it in Oxford. What? How does that work? So, but yeah, it was, uh, oh yeah, I'm the same, totally the same. Um, so obviously your tracks have been really well perceived. What one is your favourite of the EP? Oh, God, <laughs> like choosing your favourite child, isn't it? Um, yep. <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. I have, I probably echoes. Uh, I, I'll tell you why. It's the most personal one. 
Um, and we played it at Breaking Bands, actually. And um, this woman came up to us afterwards just in absolute floods. And I thought, uh-oh, this isn't good. We've either really annoyed her uh, <laughs> or, or we've hit a nerve somewhere. And uh, she came over and she goes, oh, my God, that song echoes amazing. Because it's about loss. It's about um, – and loss of – I mean, it was – for me personally, it was grief. But it could be loss of anything. It could be a partner. could be – um, could be grief, could be a job, could be anything. Basically, what you go through, basically as a as a human and stuff like that. And so, it's probably the most personal song, really. So that's why I like. But Trevor Gibson, the guy we recorded with in Birmingham at Circle Studios, has done an incredible job. He's basically tapped into all of our psyches and gone, "Oh, that's how you want it to sound." And like, yeah, that that's how it sounds in my head. You know, well, that's how it sounds. And I think that's a talent in it. Well, it's an incredible talent in itself to kind of get inside musicians heads and go what kind of sound do you want yeah. what you're trying to emote what you're trying to do here and uh yeah he's done an incredible job it's all him rather than us <laughs> to be fair you know we're just there and you know strumming and, and singing but yeah I'd, I'd say echoes and it's the next single as well echoes is well, it's so if everyone hates it, time, isn't it a lot of people are dealing with loss of some sort i think it's it's the one thing as a human race we've all got in common, right? You know, it, it happens to all of us at some time and it can be anything. And we've had people come up to us before and say, that song you did made me think of that. And it's got about something completely different. So I'm, I'm never a big fan of telling people what songs are about, but Echoes is just so friggin' obvious what it's about. You can't really hide from it, you know, and luckily people aren't going, oh, I love that song, Echoes. It reminds me of my dog. You know, it's like, it was like, what? It's like, um, but yeah, that one. And I know the lads are excited about how that's perceived and stuff. And every gig, people are like, where can I buy Echoes? It's like, it's not out yet. It's not out yet. So fingers crossed, they, they carry on digging it, I say. So <laughs> who knows? They may hate it. So yeah. Well, I'm sure they won't. You've, you've, it's been perceived well so far when you've played it live. So but yeah, thank you. Thank you for helping my ego there. That was so <laughs> so what's your um favorite thing about being in a band and making music ah oh, um there's so many there's so many um i love the um you against the world feeling you get with your other bandmates um i love the moment you create a song with each other and you just go, that sounds all right. And you remember it and you think, oh, that's really good. That's a really cool moment. Um, playing live, I th it has to probably, if I had to be gun to the head, playing live is the one. Um, I can promise you if anyone listening has never played live, there is no drug, there is no better feeling that when you finish a song and then you hear that. It's so weird. It's that nanosecond of silence which is probably not silence, but then there's an eruption of emotion or support for you or whatever it may be. And it kind of, it does hit you like a wave. The only way I've been able to describe people who haven't been on stage is, you know, when you're watching a sport or something and like, let's say football and they're just about to score and you get that moment of clarity where it feels like everything goes quiet. Yeah, and then suddenly adrenaline it's like, quiet. Yeah. And then everyone's like, and then it goes, Wah! and everyone goes mad. It's like that. And, probably the one that gets me every time we just played the hundred club which was mental because that's been on our kind of 
bucket list to do. But we played that, and uh, um, that was emotional. But people singing your songs back at you, you know, I'll never get used to that because you create a song because you think, ah, this is cool. I mean, my God, I started in a band because I wanted to meet girls and I ended up in a band with three lads, right? So it's like, but and it doesn't work. I, I didn't meet my so other half. It, it's I mean, I can't lie. I can't lie. I was 14 years old and thought, right, I am rubbish at talking to girls. I need to pick up a guitar, right? So, <laughs> so that's the only way this is going to work. Uh, and it didn't work in the slightest. Uh, and I didn't even meet my other half at a gig and stuff like that. So... Yeah, it never will work. So don't um, either to meet up. girls or to never grow up. They're the two cliches. Oh, totally. Yeah, but yeah, to meet girls, just talk to them and be normal is what I found. But I found that out far too late. Um, <laughs> see, I've gone off on a massive, massive tangent again. Um, so, but when they sing songs back to you, the audience, so we've got two songs, and the, the one is we say before is like down by the river. We ask them to sing it back to us, and it's we've not been let down, but the. It's really weird. It's the power that comes back at you from the audience. You've got this big amp and a microphone and drums and all that stuff. Microphone and amplifiers. And they just smash you back with this noise. And it's like, and it kind of hits you. And it's it, it's an amazing, beautiful feeling. So all of those things I've said. Yeah, all especially, of those. especially I can imagine in the 100 Club, because um, <sighs> I've been in there. I've stood on the stage in there because my dad was playing. Oh. And just the crowd when the crowd's in there and you're stood on that teeny tiny can't really call it a stage it's a step no yeah it is you're literally just a step above them right <laughs> oh it's just it's the history for me the night we played there 40 years ago to that day the rolling stones played there oh, yeah. and i'm like this doesn't make any sense this is just wild and right and you've got paul mccartney bb king Susie and the bantries sex Pistols. it's just like what what is this about how do, you know, it's like we're here. And to you think know, that when you're almost closed. Oh, I know. I know we were talking to them and they were just like, it was so close. Like so close. And you know the little dressing room at the back where everyone signed the walls? You just, you walk in there and you just think, oh, right, okay. So history is dripping from these walls. You can feel it. Yeah. And I think the audience can feel it as well. But it's, yeah, it's, it's I'm so glad it survived. Not yeah. because we got to play it, but just because it needed to. Well, it's the England's, the way I always describe the 100 Club to people from a black, not from England, is it's it's CBGBs. It's the Uh, whiskey go-go. Yeah, 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 100%. I played CBGBs as well. My God. Yeah, I went went to New York with our manager. This was years ago. And um, I said, I'll just do some open mics and stuff, you know, and and play and stuff like that and we let's let's go cbgb's for a drink went there and so we're doing open mics and i was like yeah i'm getting on stage toughest gig i've ever done in my life um but the nicest people as well but then that closed down as well you know it's like it's like oh yeah iconic just those kind of venues have a aura about them and the hundred club was the same totally protect them all as much as we can oh 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. yeah definitely because without them, you don't get you don't get bands, you don't get people aspiring to play these venues and starting bands, and you don't get the next I don't know Sex Pistols, Led Zeppelin, Susie and the Banshees. You don't get that next band. You just don't. So yeah, let's keep them up. hashtag keep the venues. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> There's another one. I'm writing all these down, by the way. Yeah, do it, do it, definitely do it. Um, so, what keeps you like motivated? Um. 
I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever sat there and gone, right, this is it. I'm going to give up because I enjoy it so much. And we, I think it's when people come up to you after shows and stuff like that, and they, they talk to you about their life or a song you've written that's helped them or just them being so polite and so nice. You say that was amazing. Oh, that was great. Or, you know, that was, you know, and, and seeing them escape from the world for a little bit, I think it's just a magical thing. And if you've got any kind of ability to do that, you should do it. So the motivation really is, you know, get people off the couch, get them stop watching the news, get them stop worrying and just for an hour and a half, two hours, just enjoy yourself and have a drink, you know, and whatever that drink may be, could be water. You know, it's like just that, that to me is motivation in itself. We, I, we are incredibly lucky in Blue Nation to have people that support us, which are mind blowing. We couldn't do any of it. It's another cliche, but we could not do any of it without them. They literally travel the length of the country. We did a gig in, I can't say it, it's Land Ludno. That's not how you say it. It's like Clan Didno, I think you say it. Okay. Wales, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't say it. And uh, people came from all over the country. And I'm like, this is in the arse end of nowhere. I was like, right, and it's a bank holiday weekend and people booked hotels and stayed over. So any any band that has that is already succeeded in my eyes and there's, there's loads of bands that are doing it because it's much harder to play in front of no one <laughs> or just the sound man and we've done them as well we've done those gigs um but yeah probably that's the motivation just the people spending hard-earned cash to see our ugly mugs do you know what i mean and, and then be nice about it after i mean jesus with that, in, like, with that in mind, because um, obviously, again, when we went to see White Snakes, there's so many people around us. And I'm not, mm. not going to lie, the tickets were not cheap. <laughs> no, not going to be. But they were all watching the gig like this. Oh, don't. The phones. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like, how, what, what, you're missing it. You're missing it. Oh, do, do, do you know what kills me about, I don't mind if people video or... Uh, whatever they want to do with our gigs, right? I get it because if they put it online, and majority of our fans do, right? They put it online and go, like, this is a gig. So that helps us because the people hear us and stuff like that. I'm very critical. I'll listen to it and think, I was flat there. I was sharp there. That's a crap lead solo from me. But they don't care because they're witnessing the gig. Yeah. But And it's normally... Our fans are really good because it will only be parts or it'll be a bit when the whole audience is singing. So I get that, right? Because social media is very consumable for those kind of little moments, right? The ones I really don't get are the people that stand there all night. Yeah, exactly. All night. And I'm like, you never... And, they, and I've asked... I've got a friend who does this, right? And I said, have you ever watched that footage back? He goes, no. I'm like, so why do you do it? I was like, just exist. I mean, I'm all for taking a photo, stamping that you're there or stuff, or videoing your favourite song. Yeah, well, I've you always know. said, like, try and follow the press pit rules, like the first three songs or yeah. clips of the songs. Don't record the whole damn thing. You're missing it. <laughs> I don't get it because they don't watch it back. And the sound quality is always crap, right? These tiny things, you know, I've got haven't got the microphones i mean iphones and stuff are a lot lot better now i remember when people did it remember when it was just distorting loads yeah. as well right there? that was horrific but i was just like you can't this, you need to be able to 
enjoy it and live and be in that moment and you'll have way much of a better time we really? say about I, it honestly. i think you can't feel the vibe of it like you can't feel that magic that it's just no. you and the band when you're doing it through a camera no i i even get angry at myself if i if i'm watching the screen right <laughs> you know the big screen which is there for your benefit but i'm like no watch the human this <laughs> is like and if you know if we were at the back or whatever it's like um i get angry at myself but you know they're there to help me but i yeah, I get it. I do get why people do it, but I don't think I'll ever understand it. No, just do it for like a clips of it, like you said, your favourite song. Yeah. Or... yeah, take those little those little bits and stuff like that. But it's, I'd love, I'd love someone to come up to me and go, "Oh, look at this two-hour gig that I videoed the other night." I've, no one's ever done that to me, and I'm like, "Oh, like, what?" But I, I don't know. I think a lot of it's rooted in the. I was there or I've recorded it or look where I am. It's that social media is equally brilliant and equally evil in my yeah, head. Yeah, see, my opinion like, on that um, is like, if, like, the reason I don't take film footage is because my fault is if you're not there, that's your problem. problem. Yeah, it's like... And I, you should I have bought have, a ticket. That's not my yeah, fault. <laughs> I don't have the need to go, pool look where I am. You know, it's <laughs> like, it's, it reminds me of when people tag themselves when they're in hospital. Yeah, you know, Neil Murdoch at, at the QE in Birmingham, and it's like, and there's no more information. <laughs> I saw it once. It's called vague booking, is what it's called, right? So, and I was like, what is this? So, and the best one I ever saw. My my dad has an amazing rule, which I'll tell you as well. Is this person vague booked about being in hospital, and then put? Well, I'm not going to talk about it on social media because it's too personal. But DM me if you want to chat. And I'm like, what? How does that work? How does that work? But my, my dad's rule is if you vague book once, he just defriends you. And I'm like, it's such a good role. I mean, he's got like 90 friends, unfortunately, because he's just literally cut everybody out. But It's a good um, rule, though, because all they're asking for then is sympathy. Like, oh, my God, what's wrong? <laughs> yeah, and I think, I think there's too much of the fake woe is me at the minute. I think any, anyone I've anyone I've ever met or anyone who I've ever known to have a problem in life at the moment, normally don't talk about it. Normally keep it very personal, very to themselves and you have to pull it out of them. Um, one of the things we do at our gigs is we talk about um, mental health and blokes in particular. We're crap at it, right? We're rubbish at it. You know, I, I said on stage at Breaking Bands, I said, look, I've cried in front of Luke. Luke's cried in front of me. You know, it's completely and utterly okay, but us blokes, us blokes got to be hard, don't we? We got. To, I don't know why I've gone to London, but us blokes have got to be. You know, you know, we can't talk about feeling. It's a load of rubbish. It's a load of rubbish. So we we kind of push that a lot as well. And we've had a couple of times where guys have come up to us and said, "I'm so glad you said that," and I'm struggling at the moment. Like, cool, okay. Well, who have you spoken to? What are you doing? Who you know? Who who? What charities have you gone to? Because they're out there. So we we kind of push that. Definitely, because blokes are rubbish. See, what was that? Do you like taking phone cameras into gigs? And I've gone on to mental health. See, I told you. You're going to have to tell me to shut up. You're too polite. Tell me to shut up. Yeah, just tell me to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's good. Because like, like you said, um, men's mental health doesn't get spoken nearly enough about. No, no. And it's the, unfortunately, the, the suicide rates of, of men at certain ages is, is absolutely catastrophic. And I think after COVID and after ukraine and stuff like that you know people are scared and it's cool it's okay to be scared it's not a problem we've all been scared i've been scared to my very core sometimes and 
I write songs to help me get through that. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with being vulnerable. There's Most of the men wrong. I know write poetry, aka songs. Like just <laughs> get it out, get it out. <laughs> Most cathartic thing I've ever done. Uh, write songs, you know, and I've even tried primal screaming and all that stuff as well, which is weird, um, but it worked. Um, because you just just release of emotion. But yeah, if you're a bloke out there and you're struggling, pick up the phone, text a mate. If you haven't heard from your mate, whatever he, he they or he or whatever they are um, in amount of time, send him a text. How you doing? What's going on? That's all you need to do. We we kind of try and push that a lot because a lot of people forget. I do as well. You know, you need to. So yeah. See, I told you I waffle. Keep me on track. You know, <laughs> you're far too nice. You're far too polite yeah well it's, it's i mean it's a podcast it's supposed to be about waffling and talking oh, oh see now nah, yeah well we've got <laughs> we've got um there's some lads who come who watch us like uh, not angus eugene um and jono and they're from leeds and they call me and luke the waffle brothers this is what it's like at a gig for us and people have come up to us and said do you practice the stuff you say before you go on stage we're like no do you really think we practice this um so it's like yeah so if you if you come to a blue nation gig you it's like this which is what we want we want people to think they're in our company and having a chat why is engaging the audience yeah and i don't know why bands don't do it i don't get it i don't think if they think they're too cool for school or what but i just i don't know there was a guy at breaking bands again who was in our t-shirt and i said he looked like father christmas right (laughs) because he had a lovely white beard and stuff like that and he was laughing his head off and stuff like that and he's just it's just how it should be music chat have a good time but yeah come to blue nation show and you'll you'll be like oh my god he wasn't joking (laughs) (laughs) so yeah he does waffle on yeah (laughs) well that's fine because i've only got one question left and you probably will end up with a little rant going and waffle oh no go on then go on i ask every single band i interview this one question okay so if you could rock out with anyone Dead or alive, who would it be? Oh my! Can I choose a band, or can I choose individual people, or can I? It has to be like one person. You can Is choose any, individual any people if you want to make up your super band, but yeah. Um, there's only what. Well, I know, I know for sure. I can name the people. It, well, I, I tell you what, mine would be Freddie Mercury, Queen, um, greatest frontman of all time, in my opinion. I had an argument with someone in a very big band because they were saying Mick Jagger was better than Freddie Mercury. I was like, not a chance. Jagger's got his own thing, but Freddie Mercury, from a great height, is much better singer in yeah, my see, I agree with you, and I can't stand Queen. <laughs> well, do you know the thing about Queen, right? You've got to, you've got to see them in the stages that they were, right? By the end of it, I'm thinking, okay, they're just what they are, you know, want to break free and all that. That's not You listen to Dragon Attack, right? by Queen, oh my God, the bass line is unbelievable, right? And it's just completely different to like, we are the champions or something, you know, like that. And it's, you just, for me, for Freddie Mercury, it's his stagecraft. You know, they were on their arse before Live Aid. They were not even a band. A band to get up and then do that, mind-blowing. Mind blown. So me, it'd be Freddie, definitely. Not Queen, probably Freddie in particular. Um, or Jimi Hendrix, because I'm a huge Hendrix fan. Um, I'd probably just stand there and let him play. I wouldn't actually play anything with him because I would never <laughs> put with him. Luke would probably be Pink Floyd. 
um, all the Beatles. See, the, I could I could literally McCartney. I I think I'd die if I met McCartney. I did, then again, I'd love to play with Dave Grohl. We've got this thing where we really want to support the Foo Fighters, um, and that's the one thing we're kind of putting out there. We want to support the Foo Fighters. Ollie, well, Ollie's playing with Robert Plant, so that's a bit unfair to be honest, because he's done the do one already. But he, Ollie's big buddy Holly fan and stuff like that, and so probably that. But yeah, I see. There's too many. I want to do it all, it all. But yeah, I put Freddie, the Beatles, Hendrix. But I'm not limiting those three. I'll just put it out there. Has anyone ever asked you that question? Uh, you've asked anyone that question? They've said a band, you'd be like, "Why them?" Has anyone like? I mean, I a couple of times, but that's because we all have different music tastes. Oh, you're far too kind. I would I'm absolutely. I'm not going to sit there them. and like be like, <laughs> "What?" Yeah. You know, you if mean? you like them, I suppose they have to have fans. <laughs> what do you mean, Ed Sheeran? Why? Listen. <laughs> Like you said, the Foo Fighters, and don't get me wrong, can't stand them. Literally cannot stand them. Uh, do you know what it is with the Foo's? It's just the... Uh... It's his voice. I just can't stand his voice. As a drummer, he's amazing. As a vocalist, oh my God, I can't yeah. stand it. Yeah, I know I get, I see that, I get that. I mean, As I think... poetry, also nice. Yeah. So you've got someone else singing their songs, I'd like them. But I just, his yeah. voice is great. Well, so we, I've, seen, I've seen the Foo's twice, and the... I think it's again for me. It's I, I, I. You're probably the same. When I go to a gig, I've ruined all gigs for future for me because I just watch individual things. Yeah. So I'll watch the bass player, or I'll look at what the drummer's playing, or I'll look at the the singer and how they move or how they interact with the audience. I don't sit there and go, I just need to take in the whole song. I'm like, oh, okay, that was really interesting how they did that, and why did he do that, and then the, why is the sound man doing that, and then the lighting. Oh, that's really. Good. So I kind of ruined live music for myself as you when you get because you, you just analyze everything yeah look, i mean i've been that, a sound technician so exactly no oh that's even worse for you then yeah because when you've got idiots like us girl and you're like oh that's the wrong way to use a mic <laughs> best thing ever putting your hand over the mic i never understand why people do that don't get it it's called unidirectional for a reason you know you don't need to do that yeah but yeah sorry see told you waffling <laughs> was that all right? Is that enough? <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, that. I've got an editing job on my hands. <laughs> I need to go cut, 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 cut. <laughs> no, that works. It's fine. It's natural oh, conversation. Good. That's what I like. <laughs> oh, good, 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 good. I'm glad. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that. That literally was the hardest question. So. Oh, okay. That's all right. That's not. That's not. That's not a hard question. <laughs> no. Well, if you know the answers, to... it's like um, sometimes they turn it back on me and they're like, what about you? And I'm like, well, I know my answer. I wouldn't ask it if I didn't know mine. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, I'm there like, what did everyone else say? Did anyone, was anyone say something cooler than me? <laughs> it's like... well, I might end up doing a poll because a lot of people have actually said Jimi Hendrix and Freddie Mercury comes up quite a lot. Really? Oh, okay. I don't think, yeah. Yeah, Hendrix. The thing is I got with Hendrix is Hendrix... Steve Vai, um, Stevie Ray Vaughan, or you know, those guitarists are better than Hendrix as a guitarist, but no one did it like him. Anyone can play Hendrix, no one plays it like Hendrix. That's how I that's how I get Hendrix in my head. Anyone can play Voodoo Child. Voodoo Child's not a hard song to play, but you don't play it like him. 
No. You know, you don't, you don't play it with that and not having distortion pedals and wah pedals and just, oh, God, I could bore you to tears with stuff about Hendrix. I love it. Sorry. Yeah, I'll shut up. <laughs> well, Guitarist-wise, I'd have to say, like, Mick Mars, but... Yeah, not, well, look, it's it's mad, isn't it? I, I, can, I can talk to anyone about music and we'll probably not agree on 99% of it, but I love it because that's the whole point of music. It is just, I mean, like I, someone asked me, I did an interview and they said, um, what's like your most uh, worst opinion about music? And I said, I hate the Beach Boys. I can't stand Pink Floyd, right? And they're like, oh my God, that's horrific. And I'm like, no, the Beach Boys songs are all the same. Pink Floyd's too long and I don't get it. Yeah. I've never got prog, right? And it, so it's a failing on my part. It's not failing on Pink. I can appreciate how good Pink Floyd are, but I don't listen to it and luke's like oh my god pink floyd's amazing (laughs) i'm just like i just don't get it beach boys i don't want to you know good songs but yeah beach boys or beatles beatles hendrix or beach boys hendrix um i can go for all of them you'll always choose the other band and you won't choose the beach boys you just won't yeah there's a question zeppelin or beatles Oh, that's horrific. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, feels like I'm cheating on one of them when I choose the other. Um, I've got to go Beatles. I've got, I've got to go Beatles, although I adore Zeppelin. Um, Beatles just changed the world. I don't, I don't think... There's that stupid stat that apparently, I think it's PRS or something, cannot keep up with the amount of times Beatles tracks are played around the world to pay McCartney and Lennon estate and all that enough money. Yeah. That, that's, I mean, I'm sure Zeppelin's up there as well, but McCartney... I mean, you've got Beatlemania. Yeah, I mean, they, they just did everything, didn't they? I mean, have you seen the Get Back documentary? Have you yeah. watched that one? Oh, my God. I mean... I've never had so much respect for Ringo in all my life as the most perfect band member because he's just there going, shall we have a cup of tea? <laughs> it's just like, he's just like trying to calm everyone down and they're all just like raging. Um, yeah, Beatles, I'm afraid, over Zeppelin. Are you Zeppelin or Beatles? Zeppelin. I see. It, it's so waffer thin. Yeah, it is. I like the Beatles a lot because I grew up on them. But... Mm. Zeppelin's just that's slightly bit heavier, and that's more what I like. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we steal most of our riffs from Zeppelin, so it's like so it's like most bands. I did have a listen before I even read any information about you. I literally listened to one of your songs first. I was like, oh, Zeppelin. Oh yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah it just is though I think one of them we've lifted like a bar or something we're like yeah but Zeppelin did it so it's cool so if they did it we can do it right it's like and to be honest we were like oh if we get sued by Zeppelin I'm like it would be the greatest publicity we've ever had (laughs) it's just like don't worry about it you get to meet them in court (laughs) yeah exactly I get to meet them even if we lose, we win because yeah. we just need to give them some royalties and we've got no royalties to give them at the minute they want of ours, you know? So it's like, but no, they're, um, yeah, it's, the thing is, is that, I suppose Luke's dad, I think, saw them or so, I can't remember if it was Luke's dad, someone else said, they were either incredible or they weren't. But then I think when you're on those fine lines of being that godlike, I think it is, isn't it? Even if it, your substandard will still be somebody's best gig of their entire life because it's Zeppelin. 
Well, that's just it. You can come off stage and think, oh, so many wrong notes at one. Yeah, yeah. Like, crap. And then the audience is just like, oh, my God, that was the best. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, I, the, the, we say that to us. The audience goes, what did you think? I said, oh, well, I did this wrong and that wrong and this wrong. Really? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst is if you think you've played well, you come off and the audience go, meh. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, I didn't play well. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Beatles. Got to be Beatles. And it's so close. So close. I do like yeah. to end on a hard question, and you thought that other one was easy, so. <laughs> I know, yeah. No, that was that was, that was was way worse. Beatles or Zeppelin was way worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ask that one, or ask someone their two favourite bands, and then ask them to choose. A bit like Sophie's Choice, it'd be like no, and you have to leave one behind. Yeah, that's <laughs> why I was listening to you, and I thought, oh, I know what one two he's going to have to pick from. <laughs> yeah, Zeppelin. Yeah, I mean, it's, well, we we come on stage to, um, oh my god, I've forgotten the song. What is it? Oh my god, not trampled underfoot. Oh my god, Levy's going to break. <laughs> See, if it was a Beatles song, I would have known it straight away. Um, so we, we walk on on stage to that basically because it's just like oh my god this is cool <laughs> it's just like so we're just prepping everybody before we get on stage that this is what you're gonna hear tonight so yeah no it's cool it's all good all good brilliant so is there anything else you want to add like where people can find you and stuff uh, all the social medias are pretty much Blue Nation Music so at Blue Nation Music your know, YouTube's and stuff like that uh, we've got mailing lists but yeah just if you, you on TikTok? Oh, we're on TikTok, yeah. I've not got a hang of TikTok yet. But to be fair, I just put pictures of my dog up. And I put one the other day about the tea. I've just got into like loose tea, which is ridiculously rock and roll. Um, but it's really Nothing not. Nothing wrong with loose tea and a diffuser. Oh, it's amazing, right? I've just, I've literally, I'm so late to the party, but I found it and I'm like, I've got like toffee flavoured, gingerbread. Ch- oh, it's, it's, I'm in another world. It's amazing. <laughs> And uh, I've put one of them up as well. But yeah, I'd, social media for me is, it's, a, it's an odd one. But basically it's Blue Nation music, but it's, it's us. And you, it's very random, but that's what we are. It's cool. And you put all your updates on there as well. Yeah, all on there. So yeah, any gigs, any uh, stuff coming out, any secret gigs we're doing um, and stuff like that. And we live stream. I, I live stream every Thursday night at seven o'clock. Uh, on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. Started that in the lockdown. I think we're on 120 streams now. Right. And uh, this Sunday, I'm going to be starting every Sunday at four o'clock doing like a Twitch uh, Sunday confidential, which will be more like chatting and just playing a few covers and tunes and stuff just to chill out, really. So. Talking about new tea flavors. Yeah, it's all about tea flavors. I'm literally just going to be there right now. This is how you stew it, and you got to let it steep and stuff like that, and you stir it anti clockwise once. Yeah. <coughs> You got it down. That's exactly what we're doing. So you that, do Blue Nation tea. I don't see. I've already. I've already said to the manager. I've said, "Look, we could do this." Right? Do you know how many bands like, are making coffee and stuff now? So just go for I it. No, yeah, there's loads, isn't it? Was it? Um, was it? Uh, what are the the crows, lads? They're, have they done coffee? Or have they done a beer? What's crows? Yeah, they've done. They've used to done beer. They, then they did hot sauces, and now they've just done a coffee. That's it. Those damn crows as well have done stuff like that, haven't they, as well? So they've done stuff like that. But yeah. See, we're, yeah. See, branching out, that's what it is. It's no longer just plectrums and CDs. Who wants T-shirts yeah. when you can get tea? Exactly. Yeah. Right, that's it. We're stopping the band. We're just going to become a tea band. So that's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag bring back the tea. There we go. Oh, <laughs> Sorted.
<laughs> You're just asking for people to throw tea bags at you now on stage. Well, yeah, exactly. Let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, be too painful. Far too painful. <laughs> right. Anyway, yeah. So thank cool. you for coming on. No worries. Thank you so much for listening to me waffle on for ages and stuff like that. It was, it was lovely. I very enjoyed talking to you. So yeah, Brilliant. very. Good I wish you luck with all the gigs coming up. No, thank you very much. Have a lovely day and a yes. lovely weekend. And I'll see you at a gig soon. Yep, hopefully. See you later. See you later.